fat kid is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Hello and welcome to 2021. Uh, we're being broadcast on 91.1 WDBX, beautiful downtown Carbondale. We are recording on the ancestral lands of the Shawnee, Miami, Kickapoo, Peoria, and Illini tribes. Uh, my name is Joseph Frisch. I am a uh, musician. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I'm an actor. I never, I never add that one. I guess I am an actor. I'm well, an actor. I'm a model. I've modeled for, uh, for books and such. And yeah, that's right. I've done it all, baby. <laughs> Does being a bad example to kids count as being a model? Because if so, Robbie and I have a credit there as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those too. Um, with me, as almost always, uh, there might be some things happening here. A little shakeup coming. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, right now, they're here. <laughs> that sounded threatening. I didn't mean to. Jesus. I didn't mean for it to sound Eastwood said the quiet part out loud, sir. Yeah, that's, that's what it felt like. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. With me is almost always, we got the learned men, uh, one and a deuce, uh, Doc Warridge and the Shark. What's going on, y'all? Doctor. I'm, fi- I'm feeling like the deuce today. You feeling <laughs> like the deuce? <laughs> you feeling like yeah. James Franco? Hey, it's me, Franco, and my New York accent over here. <laughs> there, you can't be pimping those girls over here. Those are my girls to pimp over here. <laughs> Boy, he really has disappeared from sight, hasn't he? He really has. He, uh, he took the old uh, train to nowhere. As uh, as uh, David Byrne once said about the old road to nowhere, yeah, because yeah, the uh, smart move. He settled those. Um, he got uh, he got accused of some things, some not uh, nice things there, and uh, he did like defend himself and come out and say like this was part of a whatever he said. But then yeah, he uh, uh, he disappeared. Unlike old Louis C.K. who just had a, a new movie came out. Who the fuck is funding this guy's... Ah, shit, I'm sorry. Don't cuss. Try not to cuss this show. Who's, who's funding well, he's, this? He's got all kinds of stuff out, right? Yeah, he's got a new movie. I mean, movie. There's, there's some serious cash behind him. He's got the, a movie. He's got yes. a special. He's got... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know he made some money back in the day because he was the first guy to do the... Uh, you don't pay the company, you pay me directly, and I email it to you. Like, that was his whole stand-up thing. So he had to yeah. clean up uh, during that period. Um. But yeah, I, 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 the old rule is you don't ever finance anything with your own money. So no, no um, nobody does that. I, who's putting money behind him? I heard the movie is bland as can be. It's not interesting. It's not funny. There's nothing uh, interesting or entertaining about it. Um, it's called Fourth of July, um, uh, which you know I think we're all boycotting this year. <laughs> this will come yeah, out. Yeah, this is right. coming doesn't, out doesn't after feel, Fourth of right. Yeah. This is coming out after uh, 4th of July, I believe. Uh, so, uh, skunks out of the trunk. We're recording this a little bit oily. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's all about that, them shake-ups that are coming to the, <laughs> to the show soon. <laughs> Guys, get prepared. Um, I had a whole thing I wanted to kind of do about uh, the theatrical experience. Um, versus uh, the, the whole Louis B. Mayer. I had it. I was all worked up the other day. I had this great thing I was going to talk about. and I just don't have it in me now. It's <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> honestly. Um, I heard some, uh, uh, Rob, have you heard any new uh, Motley Crue? <laughs> Got any new Motley oh Crue sightings? <laughs> God, I feel I've like sent you a couple. I feel like part just... of your. Uh, I feel like someone is paying you to scout the internet for, for bad. <laughs> no, so, for so bad here's the thing. Like you, I'm you, are you I don't know it. if it's part of the algorithm I'm in on yeah, TikTok. It's that TikTok. But out. Holy shit! I just keep getting them over and over and over, and it's like. <clears throat> I think I keep sending you guys clips of it, and I always keep saying, like, oh, my God, it gets worse. It gets worse. And then now since since you send them and we watch them, now I get them on my feed because, yeah, the, oh, no. the, TikTok, the TikTok thing is like, oh, they watched something once. I bet they want to watch that all day long. <laughs> like, no, nah, not necessarily TikTok. But, the, um, but never the stuff that you actually do want to watch all day long. Like, no, uh, no. I found uh, Chupi. He's kind of a half hairless cat, and his mom calls him a chupacabra. And basically, his whole thing is he steals bread and he growls. And it's the cutest <laughs> damn thing on the whole internet. And I want to see that all day long, nonstop. And I, yeah, and I can't ever find him. You know, it's oh, like, where's too my Chupi at? Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing. Yeah, you can't just, uh, yeah, yeah, I got some problems. I got some real problems with you tacos out there, you TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to talk about. Uh, we haven't got to see the new boys and uh, or any of that kind of stuff because, like I said, we're doing this here early. Um, I did want to talk about there's a crazy movie called Mad God um, out there, and it is it, it that's a perfect name for it because <laughs> Mad God it is a insane movie. It is stop motion animation, and it is it's I guarantee you it's the greatest stop motion you'll ever see in your life, um, even if you never cared about it ever. Uh, watch ten minutes of it just just to uh, just to see it and say because there's no way I don't think you could see it and and go holy crap how long did it take to make this and and what detail they put into it um, I I know like crappy stop motion takes years to produce um, you know a half hour or something uh, and this is <coughs> just a sprawling sprawling post apocalypse war pig. Uh, f machine uh, bio-fueled uh, nightmare uh, stuff. Uh, it's really cool. <laughs> I don't know if I sold it very well with that description, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's worth seeing. It's very disturbing stuff, but it's very entertaining <clears throat> disturbing stuff, I would like to say. Um, I think, in fact, is that right? I think I want to say, uh, what's his name? Guillermo, uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. I think he already put it on like a top 10 list of his. Oh, wow. Yeah, as of, as of like it just came out and he said like he's already got it in his top 10 movies that you should watch essentially. Um, oh, like, like he knows what's good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that I like brings, being that disturbed up, and entertained at the same time. Well, that brings up a point here, Rob, about him. Uh, he is considered a master filmmaker, and I think he is. I love a, a lot of his movies. I love The Shape of Water. Oh, I do too. I was kidding. Uh, uh, I love, I love uh, um Now, his latest movie, uh, Nightmare Alley, starring Bradley Cooper and a bunch Which of people. Which I still haven't seen. I, for some you reason, haven't seen it. every okay. time I look at like a trailer, I'm well, like, here we go. Let's talk this doesn't look good. Let's this talk about it. Good. I don't know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to watch it either. I wanted to watch it because I know it's uh, based off the old movie. I know the old movie, and it's based off a book. I don't know the book, um, so uh, I was hesitant to watch it just because I don't know. I, I love his stuff, but it, it looked not interesting. 
Um, so, so I watched it. Uh, probably six months ago, I watched it. Um, okay. And as I watch it, I'm thinking to myself things like, uh, this is brilliantly made. Um, the attention to detail is insane. I love the way it looks. Everyone is killing it acting-wise. But I'm not sure what to think about it. I, I don't know what I think about this movie. And that was all the way up to the ending, and the ending is very, it's something. And uh, I still was like, huh, <laughs> about it, right? So uh, in, the okay. wee, in the wee hours of the night, when I can't sleep sometimes, I will just put on stuff. And, uh, and I, I put it on one night, because I, I found myself thinking about it more and more. Like long after I okay, watched it. Okay, that's a good sign. Yeah, I started thinking about it long after I watched it, though. It would, start, it would pop in my head, and I would think about scenes. So then I started thinking, I need to pay more attention to it. So I watched it again. And the first bit of it, I was still kind of like, okay, yeah, this is good. It's better than the last time I watched it, that's for sure. Uh, but I tell you what, by the end of it, I was... Uh, I don't want to say overwhelmed by how good it was, but let's just say I've watched it several times since then, and, and, and I go back and forth. Sometimes I'll watch it and go, huh, why am I watching this? Because <laughs> there are parts of it, it doesn't work like a normal movie. There are parts of it where you're, it, it, where you're just going like, I don't know why they included all this. I'm still watching it, though. <laughs> and uh, you're... I don't want to give anything away, but it's also not a traditional movie. And what happens to your protagonist over and over again, it's very uh, depressing. It's not the right word because he's not a good guy. No one is a good person in the movie. It's, it's a very dark movie. I mean, it's called Nightmare Alley for shit's sake. <laughs> uh, but it lives up to it for the most part. I think you should check it out. I think you would like it. It is noir. It is freak show. I know you're not supposed to say that, uh, but it's it's circus. You know, it's old. It's 1930s, 40s circus, and it is con men, um, uh, uh, fooling people, uh, taking people's money <laughs> in turn for empty promises and uh, uh, false hope. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I highly suggest Nightmare Alley. Okay, let, let me ask you a question: Is it, it is it in any way? Like artistically, anything like it, is it kind of um, in the vein of that uh, the HBO show Carnival that started pretty strong and then just kind of lost focus? I'm not saying movie loses focus, but yeah, do you yeah. remember that show Carnival? I do. I um, love Carnival. It started with such promise and then I it just kind of like um, got lost in itself or something. It's better than Carnival. Okay. The uh, just. Uh, just the overall feeling you get, the the overall tone of it is better. It, it, there's none of that uh, supernatural cre okay. creepiness in it at all. Uh, Del Toro loves monsters and he loves old, you know, circus freak shows type ideas. So you have a lot of like what would have been, you know, you have babies in jars and, and <laughs> things that were really attractions back then. Uh, and he's, right. but he, he does it so well. And so just the movie looks gorgeous. Um, and everyone in it is great. If you look at the cast of it, you're just, you're just like, well, how can this not miss? It's got, you know, how can this miss? It's got everyone uh, wonderful in it. Uh, but, yeah, poss possibly a little bit. I would say if you go back and watch Carnival now, I bet it, it's not. 
I bet the color palette and everything doesn't work as well as you remember it working compared right. to Nightmare Alley. It's very shiny and beautiful, very Del Toro. Um, right. And I think if I had watched it in the theater, it might have been a different uh, thing for me as well. Um, uh, which leads like me to better or worse? Better. I think it would have been better. Um, okay. Because I was talking the other day about this. This is what I was getting at in the beginning of the show. Was uh, remember Louis B. Mayer? His whole thing was. Uh, Movies are the only thing that the customer pays for and gets nothing in return. That was his, that was his whole uh, uh, thing. All they get's a memory, right? Right. Right. You get, a, you get a memory of that thing that you paid for. Um, and the fact that you paid for it meant something. Um, and this is all getting to streaming theatrical. And yeah, maybe it might be a little, I'm going Nolan style here. Uh, but I have a theory that, uh, see, I can tell you every theater um, I've ever seen a movie in. If you tell me a movie, I'll tell you, yep, I saw that movie, I saw it in a theater, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I have a memory attached to that movie because of that. Um, and then that movie, since you are in that space and you're locked in that space and it's, it becomes a communal thing with others and you're forced to sit down there in the dark and watch the movie with others in this communal experience. It becomes a life memory, whether it's good or bad, um, because it's actually an experience that you experienced and it's burned into your brain as a memory. Um, that is the theatrical experience that people, that, that, that I think that the directors are so uh, upset that's going away. It's not necessarily that their movies <laughs> won't get seen by people, it's that they won't become a life experience to people. And I think it's already happening because the movies we grew up on were often morality tales. Yeah. And they are burned in our brain because they were life experiences as to us as a child. Also, when a movie was on ABC Sunday night, that's the only movie you got to see on TV except for what was playing on Channel 23 or Channel 11 on the weekends, which was horrible. <laughs> Movies that you, you know, you have faint memories of Hey, them. man, don't be talking shit about Kung Fu Theater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I love that as much as you do, but... Uh, but that's your, your theatrical experience is that. It's a life memory that is kind of burned into you. I think this is all my theory, of course. Now, of course, when we watch a movie, it's on HBO Max or it's on Amazon or it's on... Um, Netflix, and we can watch it. We can switch back and forth to our phone and our TV and our computer, and we can go take a crap while we're watching it, and go stop and go outside and pee and have a smoke and watch Scorsese on our phone. What, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is that Look at as, you, a, shark. as it should be, it blends in. <laughs> it blends into everything else you do on the television and on your phone and on your computer, and there's nothing special about it anymore. It's no longer a memory. Um, now, you can make it a memory if you're very anal about movie watching like I am, where I'm like, all right, everybody's got to be quiet. <laughs> I'm putting this movie yeah. on, and nope. the lights are going out, and I'm watching it. And if, yeah. you, if you're not down for that, I love you, but get out of here, because <laughs> that's what's no, happening right I'm, now. No, I'm with you. Um, and you can do that at home, and it, and, it, and it works to an extent, but it's still not the same as going in that big building. And I never thought I would be the one to say that. I was always like, hey, it's awesome. I get to watch uh, whatever uh, on TV at home. But you, I, I find myself not remembering those movies or caring or when I watched them or what happened in them or what happened was happening in my life. There's no, uh, 
no relationship to them uh, uh, as opposed to a theatrical theatrical experience. Uh, so yeah, that's just. No, a, I think you're onto something here. That's like, just a I mean, theory I'm throwing so, out. So yeah, no, what do you no, think? No. Um, here, here's what I would say about because as, as you, I mean, clearly, <laughs> um, clearly, <laughs> clearly. Um, uh, <laughs> the three of us are pop culture junkies, and and this is something you really have to put in that context. This one is. Were Gen Xers, mm-hmm. and for us, pop culture was sacred. I mean, it really was. You know, yeah. what I mean, like we took our, our, you know, whether it was MTV videos, movies, whatever, we we took it in as sacred. And I think, as you were talking about the, this here, I was thinking that um, going to the movies for us, you know, we're almost fifty. Um, no, for speak, so many years, for it's, it was, <laughs> it's been. A ritual, yeah. You know what I mean. Like you go in, you do the same thing. The you lights put, go down. You're putting money cute. down, and I think that's a that's an yeah, important part what, of it too. I think you're exchanging and money. Is, we we pay for this experience, and then we take it very seriously. And we sit there in the dark, and we pay attention. We don't have a phone to distract us. We, you know, like we're in this space, and this is the only thing I can focus on. I think you're right about that. I, it's a theory I've been thinking about. I think I think you're right that um, it's. <laughs> Uh, and you know what I will say it's comparable to? I have noticed this. Now, this is very anecdotal. Um, but I have noticed for boomers, especially boomer men, westerns that they got to watch on TV yeah. have, have that same kind of thing for them. Like, um, I know several boomer men who that there's a western channel on satellite or cable oh, or both. Yeah. I know one and as well. And that shit's on 24 hours a day. Yep. And they yep. can tell you, man, I can remember every Monday night sitting down and watching, you know, Gunsmoke yeah. or, yep. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. have and Gun I Wolf Drop, whatever. Something... Yeah, you're onto something. I thought that last night. I uh, I love, love, love 80s uh, uh, horror. I, I, I can't get enough of it, whether it's Italian horror, whether it's American cheese, slasher, or whatever. And it's and 70s as well. Um, and I find myself watching, <laughs> and I find myself watching old, not quality ones that I don't know very well, just because yeah. they almost scratch that itch. They're very close. The people are dressed up. I, we often, my wife and I often say, like, if nothing else, I just like I like being around these people <laughs> because <laughs> they're dressed like my mom and dad were dressed when I was a child. Like everything you see in the right. fr- in the frame is from 1987, and it's authentic 1987. It's not Stranger Things. You know, I I know you guys like Stranger Things, but I like to kick the shit out of them for their inauthentic <laughs> fucking 1980s bullshit they pull off. They're, it's actual 1987. It's what it actually looked like, not what the idiot. People on set deck think that Stranger Things look like in 1987 who weren't alive. Clearly, I can tell they weren't alive by what the set deck. Anyway, <laughs> I'm I am just let me interject. I am loving the the absolute acid coming from both of you guys last few episodes when you see inaccuracies. That just it pulls on my heartstrings. I love it. It makes me feel good when we see when you when you find it. Yeah, when you. <laughs> When, we when see you find an inaccuracy and all of a sudden you're pissed. <laughs> I love it. We see an actor and we're pissed. Inac- in- inaccuracy. Oh, 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 oh,
Nonetheless, no. It's starting. It's starting to happen. Nonetheless, and, um, yeah. I, worse. Uh, uh, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just glad you're oh, finally on the team. I love it. I love yep. it. You feel my pain. You're I understand. Here. I understand what you mean now. <laughs> all these years. And see, I'll tell you what broke my heart. This is the moment that I knew Shark was right. When I was watching Pearl Harbor, that is a bad feeling, isn't it? Oh my god! I was trying to get through that. I could. I was gonna say, and I found out Ben Affleck really turned right and not left. They ruined that great film. <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but no, I find oh my myself God, uh, watching these, and like I said, everything in the frame is from 1987. It's authentic 1987, and it just makes me feel good, even if the movie is total crap. And I think that's the, even though the time period's not, you know, they didn't grow up in a Western time, but that's what was on television for the boomers was was westerns. That's what dominated movies. That's what dominated television. So yeah, I, I often, I've, I've, just last night I was thinking, is this my westerns? Am I going to be watching these as an old man? Yes. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Watching you know what? horribly what violent funny. Korean movies. So, so behind your back, <laughs> so behind your back, um, not on purpose, it just kind of happened. Because as, as you guys know, the, the listeners probably may have guessed or don't know, um, I'm like in day nine of uh, COVID. Yes. And uh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Um, so I have been binge watching all kinds of stuff and playing video games. I, I can't read much because I can't stay focused on it like yeah. that. Um, so anyway, the other night I saw on Amazon Prime this series produced by Robert Redford about the West, how the how the West was created. Uh-oh. And it has it has actors and historians. Be glad you're in quarantine or I'd throw something at you, Robbie. Yeah, well, uh, okay, now hang on. Shark, you gotta admit they did well they did pretty good for a couple episodes and then they just went to hell in a handbasket. I haven't seen it. You gotta but... understand this, Eastwood. Here's how it starts. They they work from the premise that there's these like seven or eight key figures that define yeah. The Westward Expansion, Crazy Horse, Sitting Bull, uh, Mm -hmm. Wyatt Earp, Billy the Kid, Uh, Jesse James. I I watched some of this one time when I was writing. uh, I was working on a Western, and I uh, I watched some of this. So here's what I I love. For the people, for our, oh my God. So for our viewers who, uh, our viewers, our listeners who know we're pop culture junkies, I encourage everyone to look into this because (laughs) in the first episode, they let... Any fucking actor, sorry, any actor who has ever been in a Western talk as if they're experts about the West. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. Say, I'm like, like, oh, all no. of a sudden, it'll be like, is our old and they'll put, like, their, sudden, you know, they'll put uh, like the movie title below to like as their qualification <laughs> yes, for why yes. they're speaking. So and the best instance, one of all is Tom Selleck as Quigley Down Under. <laughs> yes, yes, and he gets. But here's the thing, Eastwood. Academic nerds like Holy crap. like Shark and I see this one historic uh, historian, Eric Foner, it, right? Foner, how do you pronounce it? He is one of the most respected historians there is. Okay. This dude is a rock star. When you see Foner's writing something, you pay attention. Exactly. Okay. He appears in those two or three episodes that are actually kind of historically on point. But then he fades out. He never yeah, really it. appears again. Or well, he and they, appears for one sentence and says something like, the West was wild, and they cut him off. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, these men felt oppressed. 
And yes, they were outlaws, but they were doing what's in the American spirit. Uh, well, Self-reliance. <laughs> Self-reliance. Every time. Every outlaw. Every single one. That was yes. always... Well, he was a really yes. bad person. He murdered a lot of people. But you know, you were taught to be self-reliant in those days. Yes. Like that, yes. what, that, that may Man, even mitigates what, it? Guys, no, it doesn't. I, uh, but, hang on, Eastwood, let me make one last point. There's one thing this show did well. And and Shark has to agree. We have to what, be cinematography? No, 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 no. It pointed out to me something I never truly knew the depths of. And that's how Jesse James was nothing but a <laughs> southern yeah. um, pride, the South right. will rise again, piece of shit. Yeah. This, this um, he wasn't modern Brad, he wasn't Brad story Pitt that we a, tell. He wasn't Brad Pitt well, in a poetic uh, The movie. story, well, I mean, like, we've always heard he <laughs> the was a greatest Western ever made. Yeah. You know, he, he gave he to the poor. stole from the rich yeah. to give to the poor. Dude, he was just a southern piece of garbage and the show did a, a, a good job of constantly bringing that up about him like constantly being yeah. like this was his thing this was his thing and then at the very end of it they tell us that Wyatt Earp got involved in Hollywood to rewrite his story to ah. tell it the way he wanted to tell it mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like but you went ahead and told it like that you told it in like a and you did C it you, you obliged him <laughs> you literally obliged him of a tombstone to tell that story yeah and and it's like why 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 would you do this like why, why yeah the, la- why the last two episodes this? were like a mashup of going back and forth between young guns two Mm-hmm. And and Tombstone. I mm-hmm. mean, they they were wow. they, they were just literally just ripped off the movies. Well, mm-hmm. if you think about mm-hmm. like I've been doing a lot of uh, research because the thing I'm writing is and takes place in 1864 and then 1896, and uh, uh, I've been doing as much as I can because I find that you won't ever kind of run out of things to write if you're um, you know seeing how people lived on the day to day. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, so the first thing, when's when's Django Unchained take place? Uh, well, slavery's still in place because That's right. uh, Candyland. So it's pre eighteen sixty at least. That's right. What kind of guns were available to people in pre eighteen sixty? Okay, I'm gonna be totally honest with you, Eastwood. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm assuming six shooters existed, but maybe they didn't. No, they did not. Uh, they did not okay. exist. Neither did rifles uh, the, the way that they used, like the uh, repeater. Uh, the repeaters, right? Yeah, the rifles. Uh, six shooters existed, but they were they did not work the way you you could not just pop your barrel open and put new bullets in. Think about uh, Robbie. Think about the standard Civil War picture of yeah. a guy with a revolver, and think about how long and clunky those revolvers were. They barely hit. Right? They were okay. they were your last resort, and they hit nothing. <laughs> like they, yeah, I mean, so and they minute, they a were minute. a foot and a half long. They okay. Were, Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. by the way, I look this up for you just to give you an answer. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I love recording in person, except when we're not together, I got okay. the Googles in front of me <laughs> yeah, and I can get us places. <laughs> um, the film takes place in 1858 into 1859. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're, get, they're getting close, but it definitely, if Eastwood's point is, is, is this looks like a cowboy Fox shootout. Have his awesome guns. He wouldn't have had. <laughs> or sun, or he, sunglasses. Or sunglasses. He wouldn't have had that sweet uh, repeater that he's shooting people with. They wouldn't have had that. Right. Maybe he might have had that long that long rifle that he, they used to like snipe people. That Sniper might, people, yeah. That might have been there. He definitely would not have had a repeater. He would definitely not have had a silver Colt uh, 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 quick action 
<laughs> well, I was going to say, wasn't, wasn't that the whole thing is that the repeater, wasn't it, wasn't it previewed for Lincoln and all that sort of stuff? I don't know if that's what it, it was came, invented. But okay, yes, so it I'm came in at the up. very end of the Civil War. It actually yeah. showed up. Okay, so check Cavalry this out. weapon. Mm-hmm. Colt had developed several versions of revolvers before the year 1858. So they're saying the, the pistols were fairly accurate. However, the rifles were not at all. They're no. saying that's completely were, inaccurate. They were not inaccurate. I will say that they are inaccurate because they did not have those short barrels. You could not just hold the trigger and, and fan shoot. That didn't happen until right. past Civil War. Um, right. Now, you might have been able to do that, but you wouldn't have ever, ever been able to reload that gun <laughs> in a proper well, fight. I don't know that those guns didn't exist then, but they certainly were not widespread enough no. that, that those guys would have had them. No, I don't you think know. so. Anyway, yeah. um, so uh, uh, what, what were people buried in, do you think? What's the Old West tell you people were buried in? Well, they always pine, tell you that they show coffins. you a pine box and a suit. And yeah, if you, eyes, were, right? uh, if you were real, really something, you might get a box. Most of the time, they just wrapped you in a blanket and threw you in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> There was no gray. There was no Undertaker sitting outside going, "Huh, oh, I'm going to measure this fella up for the pine box." Who's paying the Undertaker? Who's paying right. that guy to to do the exactly. dead people that keep coming into town? Nobody's paying him to do the outlaw. He's not going to make a box for him. So I'm just finding like there was no old west the way it has been portrayed. Uh, now, for the most Robbie, part. tell tell Eastwood what what did I keep saying? So Robbie hooked me into watching this Western show with him, right? <laughs> okay. Well, I and the whole thing, and the kept thing I, I kept coming back and back and back was everything that you know about the West is is crap. It none of it's mm. it, it's all embellished. It doesn't come from actual history. It comes from the embellishment of history, sure, through the dime store novels and sensational headlines right. and things yeah, like right. that. And I so, found, yeah, you, your point's 100% right, Eastwood, which is most of what we think about the West and expansion is just total BS. Now, do I have... So, uh, so in six, my brain, when I think that the expansion was brutal and violent and destructive... No, that's right. Wrong, no, that's true. No, that's okay. right. That's true. I said most, not all. Most, not all. I mean, I thought the West was just savage, No, that's brutal. true. It's just the, the okay. cliche things that you're used to seeing in stories right. and movies. aren't. They were just made up by writers. They, they're not... Well, uh, and Robbie... Then, wait a minute. You're it telling also me the depends. duck of death didn't do... <laughs> Sorry, well, I Robbie. Love it depends it. on the context. Where they bring that up? You know I remember I mean? Turkey Creek. Novelist you think Turkey is, Creek is making this crap up? Turkey Creek Jack Johnson was a real guy, and he did ride with the cowboys, and then he switched over. <laughs> That's one of my favorite guys, Turkey Creek Jack Johnson from Tombstone. They, they had two Watch names. Your ear, Creek. They had they had two. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it, yeah, Creek. They had two names. They were like, this, both of these names are excellent. I don't know what to call him. They're like, the hell with it. We're calling him both. <laughs> Turkey we Creek. We call him Jimmy two yes. times because he said everything two, two times. times. Go get I'm the papers. Go get the papers. Get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is the point, and I I do apologize to Shark because um, it got it, it became a shit show. You know, like I watched the first episode and I said, uh-huh. hey. It's good. Get past the first episode because they let the Hollywood people talk. And then for like two, three, and four, the historians really dominated it. And, and you know, Shark was like, yeah, they're doing pretty good. Missed a little. They this, probably got good, network. Little. They probably got network and notes. And then it fucking went off they, the rails. They got notes. They were like, uh, nobody knows who these people are. You got to get some actors back in here. <laughs> 
no, cool, no, cool. no, no. They're they're characters in in the first. I mean, it was all the same same people. Um, oh, okay. All of them were big historical characters, but it it, it was weird. It was it started off as like a, a semi reasonable oh, right. docudrama. That's like yeah. okay, you know this this seems like they're making some attempt at doing yeah. real history. And yes. then and then they just left turned it. I mean, it was like, nope, we're done with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like that it's meme like... where the dude's squealing off the interstate, you know, with the sign that says, <laughs> do the reasonable thing and then do the other thing and you're hitting the brakes real hard. It, that's what I they mean, did. So, Eastwood, it's like, uh-huh. it's somewhere around the time. I watched, show, like I said, I watched a couple like of them. Pull, it's like when Grant is is ending his term. It's mm-hmm. like Grant goes out and they're like, "Fuck it, let's throw history out the window. Let's just do what we want." It, it was bizarre. It was well, just and the fact that, that that exterior shot or the there. So there's a shot of the White House they keep using. It's the same room and it looks yeah. out, and it's looking out on a damn mountain. There's not a mountain behind the White House. <laughs> I forgot about that. There's not a mountain behind the White House. And then Eastwood, I, and I don't want to. I'm sorry. This has consumed this show. I, I feel bad. I, but here's one of my favorites. You know how we always make fun oh, of the sports announcers no, who man. say stuff like, "Whoever gets yeah. the most points will win." Robert Redford throughout has these moments. Jealous he gets moments. like the capstone moment where he'll be like, "I mean, let's face it, people died." <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no shit. No. You know, I I think it was unfair what they did to the, the Native Americans. <laughs> No shit, no shit, Rob. That's your hot take, brother. <laughs> you know, Rob, that's what I was going to say a while ago. I will tell you what I did take away from this is that I'm now obsessed with the idea of putting things in a window that should not be there. <laughs> like any historical see, place that you've ever see, seen. This is why like you're in New York and suddenly you see, yeah, there's a giant, the, the giant the uh, Eiffel Tower. Ferris wheel from England. <laughs> this is why I wish one of us was really obscenely wealthy because right now we can make a movie like this where we, are, where we act like we're experts on yes. something. Yes. And, just, and like it makes no sense. I tell you what, boys. I tell you what, we could, we ourselves, uh, I could get a few investors, but we could spend zero money and make a great mockumentary. <laughs> That's basically all we need. Money. I am so. All we would this. need money for is to get um, uh, 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 money for uh, uh, footage, like, like I can't even think what it's like. B-roll footage that you can buy of like oh, Old right, West, right, right. you but know. But isn't there a bunch of that that's like free? On yeah, the there's internet public. There's a lot of public domain of it. We could use a lot of public <laughs> domain pictures. <laughs> Talk over them like with us could, being interviewed. Like we, oh my god! Like we could talk about Chuck Berry playing guitar, and then yeah. like over it's like him in the Wild West. Like we have footage. Like we also throw in horses and shit. Chuck Berry riding a T Rex into a gunfight. I mean, when, when Chuck Berry, when Chuck Berry was playing Johnny Be Good, and like talking real serious in the background. There's like a gunfight or some shit. Oh man, I'd say we just make it about the Old West and just make it as stupid as can be and have. Like Robert Milligan show up for no reason and just be like Robert <laughs> Milligan from Nason. He'd be like, "Man, those boys are tough, man." <laughs> what? No, and, no credits. And a, and a Robert Carradine type just wanders through, you know, frames randomly in the background. <laughs> I love it. I love all of it. I, I mean, mean, seriously, like because because like I mean. I came into this like under the best of hopes. Sure. Called in Shark for my history 
checkpoint and then end up torturing poor Shark. Oh, and I couldn't like, I'm stop not watching even finishing it. Finishing this fucking episode. <laughs> I'm kind of wanting to make one now. I'm kind of wanting to make a mockumentary episode. And Hour, by the way, Eastwood, I, I'm just going to say this. Eric Fawner, I'm going to say it again. Incredible historian. Kiefer uh-huh. Sutherland gets to talk more than any fucking person <laughs> there right. is. And you've got Eric Foner as your fucking historian in this. Oh, and it's man. like, nah, let's, let's let uh, Kiefer Sutherland Danny, tell us what really Danny Glover <laughs> talks more than Eric Foner in this. Yeah, yeah. Danny Glover gets to speak because he was in Silverado. Uh, and he was also in, uh, 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 what's the I mean, movie? I'm watching, I'm like, ago. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, I had a quick. I heard this. Uh, the Rewatchables is a, a podcast I listen to, and I just want to tell you this real quick story I heard uh, relayed on that on that podcast. Uh, this big time producer <laughs> goes to. Uh, I, just, I know it's a switched gears. We got to get to reviews and stuff, uh, but I wanted to get this out. This big uh, Hollywood producer goes over to Mr. Steven Seagal's house one day. I'm not sure why he's going there for. Maybe Steven's called him. I'm not sure. This producer uh, goes, uh, knocks on the door. Stephen comes to the door. He's got tears in his eyes. And uh, the producer says, oh, what's going on, man? You, you all right? Yeah, and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm more than all right. I'm great. I just, well, I just read the greatest script I've ever read in my life. And the producer's like, dude, that's awesome, man. Who wrote it? And he says, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one right here. I'll rent you for a thousand dollars. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, who said this? Steven, I want to make sure I heard this right. It was Steven Seagal. So Steven Seagal, yeah. produce, a producer, yeah. went to his house and, and he was crying. And he asked him why. He said because he just read the greatest script he'd ever read in his entire life. And he said, "Who wrote it?" He said, "I did." <laughs> Okay, you guys are so screwed because you know I have my Motley Crue feed. I'm also on a TikTok feed of Steven Seagal doing his oh, keto or Aikido. Yes, yes, yes. And it is it is so I awesome because I, he acts like he is doing this stuff because he is such a master. Yeah, and it's completely you can tell it's so choreographed. Like a guy runs up at him. <laughs> At a prescribed time, like six guys yeah. have him, and they each attack one at a time in an order he clearly knows. Yeah. And then they do a choreographed flip, and he acts like it's right. I killed them all. He was apparently. <laughs> like, they did hard to dude. kill on a on a on an episode of the Rewatchables, and apparently he was just a trainer to like the biggest producer in Hollywood. That's all. He was a trainer, and he was like, "My trainer's got a lot of charisma. We should try to get him in something." Oh and that's how he, and uh, it, it like instantly within his within half of the first movie, he turned into an incredible a hole and thought he was the, you know. Uh, no, but, but yeah, Steven that's just Seagal's a, a jerk. That, but that's just no. a little come on. <laughs> that's just a little come story on. about him writing the greatest script. I thought that was. Was it Mark for Death? It was the one Screw about. Face of your time is it's coming. the one about. Uh, You're going to Alaska. Dead tonight. <laughs> it's about Alaska and the oil rights. It's uh, it's or the yeah, uh, whatever that hey, one was. You know the worst we, one you he know made. How we've talked about in the '80s. You know, you had. I just thought of something. So you know, in the '80s, we on had like on Deadly Ground. On Deadly Ground, that was what it yes. was. Yes. So we had like you know Guns and Roses and Motley Crue and Poison. They were like the tier one hair bands. And then over <laughs> yeah. the course of a decade, you went down to B's and C's. 
So think about this. At the beginning of the 80s, we have our A-level action stars. We have Sylvester. We got Arnold. We've mm-hmm. got, you know, whoever. And by Chuck the Norris. end of the de- Chuck Norris, thank uh, you. The worst. By the end of the decade, we've got Steven Seagal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're down to C level. Yeah. So it's like, did this happen all over the 80s and we just never made the connections? It mm-hmm. starts off mm-hmm. pretty good. And by the end, it's exhausted itself in the most pathetic version of it. And, oh my God, the I worst totally music. forgot. That's true. Everything. Well, you get Steven Seagal, you get Jesse the Body Ventura. You get uh, okay. Carl Weathers come back. Oh, Carl Weathers. Carl, he was Action always kind of, you know. Uh, um, do you guys Wesley Snipes. The, do you guys remember the 80s movie Breaking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With Ozone and Turbo? Okay. Sure. I just saw a clip, and I actually went and looked at it because I love that movie. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, I'm that bad. Um, do you remember there's a scene where they where Ozone takes Kelly out to the beach and shows her some dancers? Well, once I'll be honest, fam- I'll be honest with you. Once I saw Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, I never went back and watched the first. I'm a strict, I'm a strict <laughs> okay. number two but guy. No, listen to this. No, listen. To this. You're gonna love this. During the dance scene, mm-hmm. in the background, there's an actor who we will see years later. It's Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> is standing in the crowd, dancing and clapping and shaking and everything. Oh yeah, and celebrating. <laughs> oh my God, it is fantastic. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a like a deep fake someone made. No, it's real. Oh, that's great. <laughs> That's great. Hey, uh, Shark, a long time ago, posed the question: uh, Why don't we? Uh, why don't comedians cover other comedians' jokes? Whoa! Hey, what's going on there? Uh, <laughs> have you guys seen Dylan's back to playing shows? He's back on tour. Yeah. You see, you see what Dylan's doing? Have you seen about his set and the lights and all this? No. Uh. Uh-uh. What is going on? Is that, was that the right, crop right, report you're listening to? Everything's taking time here, damn it. Okay, so that's, first of all, that's Dylan's like the 4 a.m. crop what's report, going on Robbie. What the hell? And everything? He's back on tour. He's only playing, uh, he's not playing any classic songs. He's only playing new material. Uh, except, oh, that new album? Yeah, except for maybe like three or four songs, I think. But here's the weird uh, thing. Is he playing um, Is he playing the 30-minute song? I do not know. I just know it said like <laughs> it's all pretty much new uh, stuff. He's barely I'm playing I'm going to look up Dylan's set list. Anything. Go ahead. Uh, here's the weird thing. He's turning the house lights on and the lights on stage off, from what I've read. So the stage is essentially dark and is almost lit by candles. So you barely okay. see him or anyone in the band. And then he turns the lights on on the crowd. So you're sitting in like a lit up place <laughs> looking at a dark <laughs> stage. <laughs> and apparently people have asked like what's going on and the ushers and uh, folks working there have said this is at the artist's request <laughs> <laughs> okay so, Here, you guys here's his most recent yes, here. well, on, here's his most recent set list okay <laughs> and, I, and I know the new album quite well so I can tell you what's on it what's not sure, sure. Okay. he opens with watching the river flow okay then he goes, most likely go your way and I'll go mine. Okay, that's classic. Then I Contain Multitudes, new album. New, yeah. False Prophet, new album. <laughs> then When I Paint My Masterpiece. Nice. I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. Okay, so, well, those aren't classic classics, but they're, okay. they're Dylan classics. Black Rider, new right. album. Uh-huh. My Own Version of You. 
mm-hmm. Crossing the Rubicon, new album, To Be Alone With You, uh, not Key too West old. Philosopher Pirate, new uh, album, uh-huh. Gotta Serve Somebody. Weird. Um, I Made Up My Mind to Give Myself to You. That's not Mo- uh, Melancholy Mood, which is by Frank Sinatra, or sang by Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother of Muses, new album. Man. Goodbye, Jimmy Reed, new album, and then ends with Every Grain of Sand. Wow! So it is <laughs> mostly. There's no like if you're just a random Dylan. Yeah, you're not hearing like a Rolling Stone. <laughs> no, you're not hearing Tangled Up in Blue. You're not hearing uh, Highway Fifty no. Six. Yeah, you're not hearing. Wow. No. No Margaritaville. No Margaritaville. No Margaritaville. I heard. It's, I heard it's very tamed down. Everything's very mellow. But what do you think about the lights? Is that weird? I don't. I don't know. If it's I it's real. It's. It feels to me kind of like the whole David Bowie and Mick Jagger having an affair. It's like, well, we've done everything else. Why not? Oh, by the way, I've looked up four <laughs> other set lists, and it's exactly the same. Wow. All right, let's do that. Like that uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Sh- Sh- Shark, you got a uh, – we don't have a whole lot of time. Shark, you got a, uh, a stand-up for Shark. I'll say we'll turn it over to you if you're ready. I'm ready. All right, July, take it away, buddy. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Are you ready oh, to laugh? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you notice he starts talking about a banjo in there. <laughs> and he also at one shark. point boos you. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. (laughs) So thank you. Hey, welcome to my half hour special. Does anybody know who I am? So why did a bunch of people who don't know who I am show up to my special? That's bullshit. All right, everybody, this will be fun. I used to live here in Los Angeles on Sierra Bonita, and then I had an apartment, and I had one neighbor. And whenever he would knock on my wall, I knew he wanted me to turn my music down. That made me angry, because I like loud music. So he knocked on the wall, and I'd mess with his head. I'd say, go around. I cannot open the wall. I don't know if you have a doorknob on the other side, but over here, there's nothing. It's just flat. I like an escalator, man, because an escalator can never break. It can only become stairs. All right. There would never be an escalator temporarily. There would never be an escalator temporarily out of order sign. Only an escalator temporarily stares. Sorry for the convenience. <laughs> I, think, I think I got it. I love it. I, I rent a lot of cars because I go on the road. I rent cars. <laughs> and when I drive a rental car, I don't know what's going on with it, right? So a lot of times I drive 10 miles with the emergency brake on. It doesn't say a lot for me, but it really doesn't say a lot for the emergency brake either. <laughs> really not an emergency brake. It's an emergency make the car smell funny lever. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, you can't please all the people all the time, and last night all those people were at my show. No, I saw that coming. Nice. To do this show, I had to take a physical. They asked me a bunch of medical questions, and they were like, yes or no questions, but they were very strangely worded, like, have you ever tried sugar or PCP? (laughs) Well, I'm a stand-up comedian. I got into comedy to do comedy, which is weird, I know, but... When you're in Hollywood and you're a comedian, everybody wants you to do other things besides comedy. They say, all right, you're a stand-up comedian. Can you act? Can you write? Write us a script. They want me to do things that's related to comedy, but not comedy. (laughs) It's not fair. It's as though I was a cook, and I worked my ass off to become a good cook, and they said, all right, you're a cook. Can you farm? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. When you do comedy, you have to start strong and you have to finish strong. Those are the tricks, right? Uh, you can't be like pancakes, all exciting at first and 
then by the end you're sick of them. That's <laughs> so true. When, like I, I did, like that. That's true. <laughs> I did comedy for a fundraiser once. We were trying to raise money to buy one of those machines that shows how much money has been raised. <laughs> Thank you. That's my time. Okay, I I, I mean I, I thought I knew. I, I did I too. Stephen Wright, but I, I don't was, think I'm I right. I thought it now. was Mitch. I thought it was Mitch Hedberg for a moment. That's it. Yeah, oh, it is. Okay. Oh, it okay. is. Yeah, it's. It was. It started. I started reading it probably a little bit more. Uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Wright than I should have. Uh, he had such yeah. clever uh, phrasing and wit like that. Yeah, I knew. I knew that wit was was either one of those guys, but it was it was a little on the tame side. So I was I was going, and you didn't do any of the classics about what do you need a receipt for a donut for? <laughs> why right, ink, exactly. Why ink and paper need to come in? Just <laughs> <laughs> do you this guys remember? <laughs> Do you guys remember, you know, when stand-up was everywhere? Like HBO had yeah, several the heyday, times a week. The golden age there of was comedy. A, there was a special that my sister and I used to watch over and over. It was Barry Soul. Was it the, oh, I was going to say, How Wise Are Air by this, Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, no, no. He has this uh, In your face, sliding off your skull. <laughs> he has this bit where Dad he's talking about great. how... Gives us chocolate cake. <laughs> Dad is he, great. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. He had this bit where he was talking about how 80s action movies had completely ran out of ideas and now they were just like coming up with anything possible. <laughs> so he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in Bingo. <laughs> he's like, I-9, blackout, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> or <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in Mini Golf. Windmill! Windmill! It reminds me of... We Teen just kept rewinding it, watching it over and over yeah. and over. Reminds me of uh, Teen Titans Go. They have a very uh, similar thing. Teen Titans Go to the Movies, uh, in which Robin is thinking that the next trailer is going to be for his movie because he deserves a movie, and it's like, coming next summer, Alfred. <laughs> it's like Alfred gets his own movie, and then it's like, okay, yeah. well, the next one has to be for me, and then the next one is for the Batmobile. <laughs> but he's like, okay, there's nobody left. It has to be Robin's movie. And then the next one is, it's his trusted ally. He's like, yes, 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 it's me. And it's like, utility belt, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, his belt got a movie before he did. <laughs> yeah, Teen Titans oh Go. Teen Titans Go is, is just genius. The I movie love that show. and the show, are, I could, yeah. yeah, July and I could oh, pretty much and do watch them, uh, not endlessly, but we, we do love our Teen Titans. Hey, we I just some... hold in to see that movie the day it came out. Oh, that's Teen great. Titans, the movie, we went and saw it at the theater the day it came out. Man, <laughs> I don't even know why that one joke uh, resonates so much, but there's a joke. You know the song, uh, it's a kick in the pants, you need it. It's, the, uh, it's a upbeat, upbeat inspirational yeah. song about yeah. life. Yeah. At the end of that song, they run over the bear that's singing it, the Michael Bolton bear. Yeah. And then Cyborg, yeah. Cyborg goes, I think his dad's a cop. Run! <laughs> July says that probably every other day at one point. He'll be like, I think his dad's a cop. Run! <laughs> I don't know why he thinks this is humorous as I do. But You've man. got to record this stuff and make it like little bits we can put in the show. No, we like well, you need a button where you can just like hit it and that would come on. Like July saying that. 
<laughs> okay, I think we got some reviews. We got about five minutes left. Rob, I think you got a, one more maybe than Shark. If you want to uh, dive into the world of reviews, write us on our Facebook page. Uh, Barry, okay. Barry quit working for me. I don't think I don't know who checks it anymore, but I keep getting them somehow. I check into it. Okay. But, I mean, every morning I get up, the teletype goes off. I rip off my paper from the dot matrix printer and I bring it in here. So okay. <laughs> Here we go. What does that, up, have Keanu, does that, have, does that have Keanu in it still? <coughs> it does. It's a little too meta um, for me. I got to be honest with you. That new one. Go ahead. <laughs> what up, duders? I heard some crazy news that might affect you guys, and by you guys, Uh-oh. I'm talking about the shark, Uh-oh. Bad Brad Jeffries. <laughs> That's peanut. right. I'm talking to you, the cockroach of musicians himself, Jeff Bradley. <laughs> wow. I've read several articles that say there could be a severe shortage of Dr. Pepper. Uh-oh. Now, I'm sure a fellow like yourself holds no prejudice against the knockoff and sometimes superior brands. Uh-oh. Wow. Shark, calm down. Calm down, Shark. Superior. So I've, I've gone to the trouble of making a list of really good Dr. Pepper knockoffs. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Here's so shark, a list. I, is this, okay, a list. Can we, Shark, could you... As Robbie reads them off, can you tell us if you've ever tried them before? Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them a okay. rating, maybe. Here we go. Doctorific. It's an Eckerd Drugs. No, I haven't had that one. Okay. Okay. Dr. K. Kroger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Becker. It's blue sky and it has Ted, no caffeine. Ted Danson. No. <laughs> nope, not trying that one. Okay, Doctor Perfect Canada. <laughs> no, but I'd like to. Doctor Perfect sounds okay. fun. Okay, what about this one, Doctor Thirst? No, <laughs> that's my favorite. No, okay. I'm shocked. I was expecting some I knew. Uh, Here's a good Perkers. one, Doctor Perky. You can get it at Way. Food Line. Hey, oh, at Food Line. No, uh, uh-uh. okay. Uh, Doctor Rocket. That's a Kmart version. Kmart still around? <laughs> I don't think so. They're uh, one in Alaska by the blockbuster. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Doctor Thunder. That's a Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that, that was. I was expecting that back. one out of the gate. Okay, Doctor Joe's. It's an all-natural spicy soda. Hey, all right. Nah. Uh, Doctor Topper. I know yeah. that one uh-huh. from somewhere. Right, Doctor Pop. Uh uh-uh. No. And here's the one where Shark's gonna lose his shit. Mr. Pimp. Yeah, right. I, yeah, it's not even. It shouldn't even be in the same conversation. Oh my God, I love that with Shark. Shark, uh, somewhere in the, somewhere in the lull of the pandemic, Shark, me, um, Holden, and Coop all were hanging out, and we decided to go to Pags and eat pizza, and we got there, and I think I could be wrong, but somehow I thought the lady said we have Mr. Pimp. And um, I, I, Shark, of course, was kind to her because he's a good human being. But like the second she left, Shark went on a fucking tirade about like, Mr. Pibb. <laughs> not a, yeah, yeah, about Mr. Pibb. Like you don't ask me, like I want Dr. Pepper, and you say Mr. Pibb. It's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like just flips his shit. And I sat there watching Shark lose it for about five minutes solid on how <sighs> this you can't even compare these two things. Well, the only thing worse is is you get can I have a Dr. Pepper? And like well, we have. We have root beer. How is how is root beer anything? Yeah, that's, not, no, yeah. that's bad. That, that, that's not yeah, even the same like a Dr. Pepper. We have situation. coffee. You know. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay, boy, oh, so boy. that was four stars from Johnny. 
fucker faster. Oh no! P H U K. So P H. No, no, no. P H U K E R P H A S T U R. Fucker faster. Right? You sure it's not fucker faster? No. No, it's a U. You know it's a U. So I, I don't see how say, I can do it that way. I gotta say, we're just gonna call it a day for the radio show. <laughs> we might have some more reviews for the podcast, but I can't take any more editing. We're gonna get out of here early. <laughs> the show's only gonna be like 20 minutes long with all the editing. It's over. Good thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back <laughs> Podcast is still going. Oh, Johnny Fucker right Faster. Now I can cut Johnny. Johnny Seriously, P H U K E R. That's fucker. Yeah, P H A S T U R. That's faster. Mm-hmm. Johnny Fucker Faster. Whoever wrote that must know that there's an old lineage of uh, all these old jokes uh, that take place in schools. And it always involves a teacher uh, and students, <laughs> and, sh- and there's always a kid named Johnny Fucker Faster. Little Johnny, <laughs> little Johnny Fucker Faster is in there, and it's like the most ridiculous <laughs> joke ever because the punchline is, you know, has to do with Fucker Faster, and that's yep. not a name. <laughs> that's, that's not. It's such a stupid joke. Well, I don't know how many jokes I heard, uh, you know, around the way, as they say. <laughs> so I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Shark, you got another review? We can, we're off uh, radio. We can cuss it up, finally. <laughs> like we did to the show. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, right? So here's oh. to watching birds and watching my dog eat their turds. Am I right, boys? <laughs> oh, <dear God. laughs> hey. Watch out for that Asian bird flu, boys. I heard it's here now, too. Or is it avian bird flu? I don't know. <laughs> I hate to put it on the Asians. They already took so much grief for their wet market. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I, By the way, that's what the boys it, call it. Huh? Well, is it if, before you go on? He is. It is avian, right? It's not. I'm kind of. He thought it was Asian bird flu, but it's avian. Yeah, I bird think it's flu. avian, which which it is, is avian. And he felt in, bad. In that, for, he didn't want to put it on Asians. Okay. Isn't Sorry. avian bird flu a little redundant? It's like TCBY yogurt. Yeah, it's kind of that's what, what I was saying. Avian means bird. bird. Why are we yeah, saying so avian it's like bird, bird, bird flu? Well, maybe, it, yeah. Why don't you just call it like the double bird flu if it's if, that, hey, if double you bird, need to do Dane that? Cook, I, like, I like flipping a double bird. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, so they already we took so much grief for that. <laughs> they already took so much grief for that wet market. By the way, that's what the boys call it when I set my ass up, my ass eating stall up at the farmer's market on Thursday. The wet market. Get it? Ass eating stall. He puts wow. An ass eating stall. Sure, I can see how you would stumble on that because I would have lost my shit trying to read that. Uh, yeah. The farmer's market, no less. All right. Yeah, farmer's market. Yeah. Here's to exchanging cash for a game of grab ass. Am I right, boys? Oh, oh maybe. New. You boys ever play that? It, no. It's how, it's how I'm you? making a living these days. Anywho. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Here's the waste of my making... life and doing it twice. <laughs> some Nietzsche. Jesus. Some Nietzsche here. Am I right, boys? So somehow he's making money with one, uh, with playing grab ass, and two, with an ass-eating stall. <laughs> I think we may have found Troy Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, 
He goes on to say, I may or may not have joined a cult that has promised me a second life sometime in the distant future. Oh, shit. It sounded like the real deal at the time. I swore it was legit. Now I'm beginning to wonder if Dogbeard, the wizard of everlasting boners, is some sort of a scam. Who knows? <laughs> oh, Jackie can't win for losing. <laughs> I love when Jackie derails and tells us about his personal life. It's my favorite shit. It might be a scam. He's still not quite sure that what was it? What was the guy's name? Who knows? Who is skeptical? Who who is the leader of the cult? The leader is Dogbeard, the wizard of everlasting boners. He might be a scam. And for some reason, boners is plural possessive. (laughs) In the name. (laughs) Well, it's got a hold of him. Yeah, multiple ones. (laughs) <laughs> all Toto boners all of them <laughs> okay sorry I here's to losing it all and having a ball am I right boys <laughs> here's to stopping to smell the tulips and shoving my mint up my ass and calling myself a julep am I right boys <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> you know I am like tulips on a dental dam let's burn this place to the ground Nine stars, Jackie. Am I right, Johnson? Okay, oh, man. let's burn this place to the ground. Is fantastic. <laughs> Mint julep. Wow. Mint julep. Jackie, am I right, Mint julep, Johnson? <laughs> I, I can only see him doing that if he's wearing a monocle and a seersucker suit with the ass cut out. Oh fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Oh, that's great. That oh, was man. Uh, okay. That was highly entertaining. I don't know. <laughs> um, I have got. Um, I believe it's a classic. Okay. Um, so it is. I had a big problem last summer when my AC unit oh, went Oh, no. Out. I was going to say. I man. called. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Do we want to do that one or do you want to skip to the, the last one? I don't know. What do you think? Okay, I'll skip to the last one because this, okay. this is new right off the teletype. Okay. Um, Let's do that. Now, here, I'm going to say this. I have not read a word of this, so I'm going to try to get through it correctly. All right. Okay. I may get a little long in the tooth on this one, fellers, Uh-oh. but bear with me. That it's July, right? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I never <laughs> understood that long in the tooth thing. That was a narwhal thing. I got a sore tooth. I, I got a toothache so. right now. It's pretty miserable. Okay. Um, it's July, right? And you know what that means. The war on Christmas has begun. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> you, know where, you know where I stand on this thing. Bring it on. Bring it on, righties. <laughs> we have six months to prepare and annihilate any who stand in our way. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going to even need the other guy on board here. Uh-oh, so mm-hmm. I, I guess this is OG. Because I'm being referred to as the other guy. He's going to need you on this one. He needs you now. Okay, wow. I can't believe he's asking for you to get involved. All right. I'm talking, men, get out there and give the best gift you can to your woman. That's right. Mm, Amen. The wizardry had yet to have been created 2,000 years ago, so you're good. It's not in the good book. I'm sure that Shark is doing a mental Rolodex check to see if my statement is true. He's right. (laughs) If you and your listeners, especially my friend over there in Siberia, is listening. Oh, no. (laughs) Search Spy. Search Spy. He's still listening, by the way. 
Thank you. You may our want to buy the stock in the morning after pill. I don't think they're in Siberia. That's a true statement. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says you may want to buy stock in the morning after pill. Although like, I do like, thing. let me interrupt you real quick, yeah, Robbie. Sorry, I do like the idea of one guy in Siberia who's like built himself a wooden laptop, you know, that, he's, <laughs> that he receives signals from overseas and this is what he's clinging to hope with is our show. <laughs> yeah, instead of watching like internet porn or anything. He's <laughs> no, no, he's, it's, yeah, Wednesday, these guys are going to get me through this. Wednesday okay. morning, 2 a.m. He's like, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you may want to buy stock in the morning after pill. It's the best thing since Bitcoin. True. It's cool, man. Trust me. You borderline want to be somethings. I'm sure the other side has already. <laughs> we got to stick together. It's wild, man. Like the Wild West out here in the streets. Dog eat dog. Butch said it best when he said, I got vision and the rest of the world wears bifocals. Nice reference. Um, and we've talked so much about the Wild West today. This really fits. Um, I'm waiting for my great St. Mel Brooks to call upon George Burns to rain his sweet, sexy, smoldering voice down on the nation of the U.S. of A. Oh, God, books one and two? I think, yes, there's a reference there. <laughs> that's, not, that's an 80s. I mean, like, you have to be from the 70s yeah. and 80s to get it, that one. Okay. It took me a moment. Or a and, smoker. I think smokers are still going around saying, well, George Burns is 100 and he had all those cigars. <laughs> and, uh, he's fine. It's true. Uh, and just let me explain to them in his voice that you're not making any sense down there. Just hate and fear and more hate and fear. People can't even take a freaking joke without being upset. Uh -oh, That's why the shark has started old... to copy jokes so you folks can smile and possibly <laughs> laugh a little while white knuckle it on the big blue spinning ball. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize if I turn some of the viewers off, but it's time to light the torches and send the signal flares. The war on Christmas has begun. By the way, not, love not the this show. guy's book. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. OG's opinions are strictly his and does not reflect the members of this show <laughs> or any other facts that said forth. Be a good human. Five stars, OG. All right. I, I like think that. I think I'm with him. <laughs> yeah. I'm all I right think that's that. an interesting way. I mean, to start except for the, the war on except Christmas. for the war on Christmas part, you know well, the rest no, of it. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going out into the streets for that. I'll well, take wait a minute. To, I think I'll he's saying. This is how we can really wage war on Christmas is doing the vasectomies. If they want to see a war on Christmas, let's really show ah. them and do this, I, I think. Ah, okay. It's not just upside down Christmas trees this year. It's something else. <laughs> yeah, it's something else. It's, it's you know what upside down Christmas tree it's means. the way you were supposed to do it. They did it this way. Just shut up. All right. Uh, <laughs> Shark, you got one more? Is that right? I think I've got a classic here. Oh, okay. What's I've it got a, like? I think I have a classic, and it's one that reminds me that I need to get my restraining order renewed. Uh oh. Uh oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So Maybe I'm tired of waiting. I've been cooped up here for an entire show. Then all through <clears throat> the scandemic, part one through three. <laughs> and all this while my dream boat man won't even give me the time of day. I've been waiting for my mustache ride long enough. Big Bad Bradley, you have denied me and denied me, but no more. Mama gets what Mama wants, and what I oh. want is to swim with sharks. Oh, boy. Oh, That's boy. not plural possessive. If you catch my drift, and I think you do. 
It's feeding time, shark, and the chum's in the water. By chum, I mean my fine, fat ass. And by feeding time, I mean fucking time. And by shark, I mean your dick. Is that plain enough for you? Mama wants her shark ride. Three stars, Tiffany Turner. Man, she, you know what? As, as time has went on, I think that's new. And as time has went on, yeah, like... um, Tiffany has grown much more bold in her Yeah, there used to be lots of euphemisms and innuendos. Uh, According to the experts, that's not a good thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and nowadays, she's just, it, yeah, it's just like straight to it. There's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, and by this, I mean, and by this, I mean, and by this, I mean. <laughs> Why don't you just say it if you're going to clarify yeah. it one second later? I mean, Seems like saying on. it with extra steps. It makes me think of the office where Michael is flipping out and he's like, everyone, you know, he's using all these um, acronyms and no one knows what they mean, so he has to explain them. And they're like, why are you doing this? He's like, it's because it saves time. They're uh, like, but actually, you're having to explain what they mean, so it's not saving time. At all. <laughs> Confession, uh, never watched more than maybe four episodes of The American Office. Uh, oh, my God. It's it's fantastic till Michael leaves and the everybody, show sucks. Everybody told me that, and I said, you know what? I don't believe all these people. <laughs> I'm too cool for that, I said <laughs> at the time. Too cool uh, for school. Yeah, I guess I should have probably watched it. Um, uh, hey, I guess we're going to get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, everybody have fun. Uh, be careful. It's hot out there, all that kind of stuff. Well, we love you. See you next time. Adios. Adios.